0: Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slesky, and this is episode number 128. Today, we're going to do something different. I am going unscripted, and I'm sharing a personal story about how I came to where I'm at and why I'm so glad you're on this journey with me. We'll see where this goes, right? If you have heard me on other podcasts um, or on virtual summits or anything, then you know a little bit of my backstory that I fell in love with computers in like 1983 or 1984 when the librarian at my elementary school taught me how to check out books um, using the brand new computer system and then that I went on and got my degree in computer science in June of 1999. Um, From there, I moved to Seattle. So I've been here for 21 years. And that's kind of crazy to think about. But that's not really the story that I wanted to share with you. I'm going to take you back to one morning um, in October of 1998. I woke up that morning and I couldn't see. Like, I seriously couldn't see. At first, I thought something was going going on with my prescriptions or that, you know, I didn't really understand what was going on, but I knew it wasn't normal. There was really no other way to describe it. It just wasn't normal. And I had headaches. It was kind of like, oh my goodness, what is going on? When I say that I couldn't see, um, I could see light. I could see the light was coming in. But it was so blurry and dim that I really couldn't make anything out. I could see well enough to, you know, get around my apartment and go up and down the elevator and to class and stuff. Cause of course I was in my final year of my computer science degree, but I could not see what my professors were writing or explain, um, on the whiteboard or explaining in class or anything like that. So, um. I went one day, probably either that day or the next day, I went to the medical office for students and I saw a doctor there who sent me down the street um, to an eye doctor. So McGill is on Sherbrooke Street in Montreal and I probably went two kilometers, three kilometers. I took the bus, like probably five stops, maybe five stops, got off the bus, crossed the street And went in to this eye doctor who had me do what's called a visual field scan. A visual field scan is where you have one eye focused on this big, huge, white, vast area. And they have you click a button every time that you see movement or a light. light. No, it's not really a light, but just some indication that you see something going on inside that white field. So, um... I couldn't see a whole lot that was going on in there. And I was like, is this thing working? Is it not? I wasn't really sure. The visual field scan, well, I definitely failed that. And it came back with a diagnosis of optic neuritis in both eyes. And optic neuritis is an inflammation of the optic nerves and I was like, okay, I've got inflamed optic nerves. What am I going to do? Well, it takes one to three months for your body to correct itself. Not really what I wanted to hear in my final year at McGill, but I didn't really have a choice. So I dealt with it. Looking back on it now, I didn't know if I was, you know, being bold or, you know, just pushing myself or what. I just knew that I wanted to get back to normal and that I was not doing anything to jeopardize my chances of getting my honors degree in computer science in June and graduating with the rest of my classes. I forced myself to sit in the front row of lectures to give my eyes the best chance of figuring out what my professors were writing and all of that. I worked with the Office for Students with Disabilities, which I had no idea even existed um, before all of this happened. And they helped with making it so that my tests were taken in their office and they were like doubled in size. They were on these massive sheets of paper so that I could actually see what was going on and I was able to answer the questions. I really tried to do everything that a normal 21-year-old would do. Now, of course, I was in Montreal, so legal age is 18. So it wasn't like it was like going to the bars or anything crazy like that. It was just what does a normal person who is in their final year of university want to be doing? I wanted to hang out with my friends. I wanted to do my schoolwork. I wanted to be able to see movies and uh, fully appreciate TV shows and do all of that stuff. Fortunately for me, I didn't have a car, nor did I need one because Montreal had buses and the Metro and I was able to get around. And that's a really a good thing because I was not legally able to drive because I couldn't see. But you know what? I'm sharing this because I kind of look back on that and say, wow, I did a lot. It was hard. When I look back, I'm like, wow, how did I not have, you know, everything just stop in front of me? I just kind of pressed forward and found ways to thrive and be able to continue toward my goals. And I think that's why I ended up bringing this conversation up today on the podcast. We are all kind of in our own blur of a world (laughs) trying to find our ways to thrive. You know, it was four months ago already that we were thrown this curveball called a pandemic and COVID 19. There really isn't any normal that we can embrace right now. Everything that we're doing is day to day and week to week and hoping for the best and hedging our bets and things like that. But that's what it is. There is something that we can do to forge on, to carve our own paths, to create the outcome that we want to. Just like I did back in 1998, I said, no, I am not giving up on my dream to get this degree in computer science, to get this honors degree in computer science. I had to. I had to. And so do you. You have to keep moving forward. When I couldn't see... I had to find what worked. I let my friends and my professors know what was going on with me. I used a magnifying page to enlarge the written text in my textbooks. And I used the magnifying tool on my computer to enlarge sections of my screen so that I was able to take in that information. I asked my friends to study with me and to support me. And slowly I was able to regain my vision. By the time I got to the end of second semester, my final semester at McGill, I was able to take my exams with my classmates and I didn't have to take them with the extra large sized paper. So I had accomplished a lot. My vision at that point was probably 2100. You know how normal vision is 20-20. I was probably 23,000 when I had the biggest of issues. And I was able to get it correct um, back to about 2100 over the course of those years. That was a long way to go. I dealt with a lot of headaches. I dealt with a lot of frustration. But I found a way to get that degree. I have the degree hanging on the wall right next to me. It says Bachelor of Science and it says, June 7th, 1999, and I have it hanging on the wall because that's how important it is. And that's how important it was to me to find a way from that crazy day in October of 1998 to get there. So, this is the same thing that goes for all of us during the pandemic. We need to let people know that we are shifting our businesses online, just like I let my friends and my professors know. We need to be able to accept help. We need to be able to accept technical help where it's available, just like me using the enlargement tools that were available to me. We need to hire coaches and consultants and learn from mentors and attend programs and be in groups. We need to surround ourselves with like-minded people and accountability pods, just like I did with my friends. We need to create our opportunity and strive to come out stronger on the other side. What would have happened if I had buried my head in the sand and said, I'm not going to do anything until I can see again. What would have happened if I had pitied myself? What would that have done to the future that I am now living? I don't know. I really don't know because it's not in my nature to wait. (laughs) I'm not a very patient person. But in hindsight, I can tell you that it was hard to keep my head up high and to keep going. Nobody could see the world through my eyes. They didn't know what it was really like to not be able to see. I have seen situations like this truly break people and it makes me cry because the only thing that can defeat us is the inability to see our way through it. So let's bring this back to the present. My vision has been restored. I have been extremely stable. I haven't had another bout of optic neuritis since 1999. I am very lucky. And I want to remind you that now is absolutely the best time to expand online. You have your whole future and the future of your past, present, and future students to impact. Take it from me. When you have a curveball thrown at you, learn to catch it and make the most of the situation. I was thinking about sharing a second story with you today, but I'm going to keep this episode a little bit shorter. So pop into the Expand Online community on Facebook, which you can go to by just going to expandonlinecommunity.com and share how you are moving forward with your plans to expand online. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Next week I'm going to be back with a guest on the podcast and we're doing an on-air strategy session. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please be sure to hit the subscribe button now so that you get all the future episodes dropped right into your podcast feed. Thanks again so much for allowing me in your ears and listening to my story today.